Welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 271. I'm your host, Brian. Joining this evening, Ian. I am here. I shall talk. Excellent. And we have Mad Cat with us. Hello, hello. How you be? Doing good. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. I have two rules in life. Number one, never let them know everything that you know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very good. There are two types of people I'm in the impressed. world. That's right. Two types of people in the world. <laughs> those that can work with incomplete data sets and... Those who cannot. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Just to help those who cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just in case, you know. How's everybody doing? Doing good. It's going to be a great doing podcast. Okay. I'm bringing, uh, I will be bringing stuff about anti-sexual violence. And Ian's going to talk about stoning people. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> So, um, uh, we're planning on getting uh, violence against sexuality? It, well, I just think it, it has to include stones if you do, right? That's the takeaway here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, stones can come in many forms. So. Mm-hmm. Big stone, little stone, sharp stone. I, I don't know. White oh, stone. Dumbass, guess what? What? Georgie and Armand did a thing this week. I've been keeping busy with... Yeah. <laughs> I've been keeping very busy with Dirty Ramon stuff lately. I'm actually quite excited that I'm, you know, stuff keeps coming out. So I'll once more point out the second novel, Dirty Ramon's Place Under Siege. You can pick that up in print and ebook. And Brian Alistair is right now working on doing the audiobook for it. Excellent. So it, it is definitely in the works right. at this point. That's the present audiobook project. Okay, which good. Which is um, because he just finished up. The short story, How to Survive the End of the World, which is one of the George Ramon vacation stories. And so that's now available on audiobook. And so he was finishing that up before he started work on um, George Ramon Under Siege. All right. so, Why don't you double what you're paying him? <laughs> he he gets a share of all the money. That's the deal. Oh, he does? Oh, so he is. Yeah, so he actually it, gets a share? Okay, good. Yeah. For, for every co- Basically, that's, a, that's the deal he wanted was um, split proceeds. So okay. half the proceeds go to me, half it go to him. For the audiobook? Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, that's generous. I, wrote, I think I think that that's a pretty generous deal for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, he's he's not making much off it yet. Sure. Know? Sure. But, sure. Sure. You know. <clears throat> so, and then I wrote a new vacation story, although it was really short. And so I put it up for free here at I can't remember the damn site, of course, uh, Wattpad.com. So that's actually a free story for people to check out and hopefully rate and leave some comments about. But it's basically just a really short, fun Georgia Ramon vacation story. All right. How many vacations do they have? Well, remember, they've had the hotel for thousands of years. And if, like, every century or so they've gone on vacation, that's still a good couple dozen vacations. That's a lot better than the vacations that we've had. We don't get to go well very often at all. (laughs) Well, you don't have an interdimensional hotel where you can just open up a doorway to any world you want. So they they kind of have a bit of a cheat to go on some really interesting vacations. That is true. It's a built-in cheat, yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, when I was GMing, that was it was a it was a built-in you know plot device. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could go anywhere I wanted. That that is a good one. Yeah, I always use this one um, one for my players, which was referred to as um, you remember what it was referred to as a uh, bus. Oh yes, it was a. Um, they could take a certain amount of points in, what did I call it? And brain. Okay, I'm rebooting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, weirdness magnet. 
That's what it was. Okay. A certain amount of points and weirdness magnet because there's going to always be some kind of weirdness, so they might as well have points for it. So I, I'm getting ready to run a game for uh for the the kids have asked again. So we're we're gonna I'm, I'm we're we're gonna do a GURPS game. So I'm building a world. And uh, I, cool. I one of the things is that um I I was listening to a list of uh, like ten ten you know RPGs to play you know and um and one of them I forget the I forget which one it is but it had this cool thing where the idea is that you didn't do any planning you have your characters and they go on this adventure and if they get to a moment where where they needed where they, maybe they needed to do some planning they can say I I call for a planning session. And then so you basically do a retroactive planning session for what they might have done at that moment to try and get past that moment. I thought that's okay. a really that's, that's a cool. really cool idea. So I said, OK, I, I'm going to use that, you know, because I because obviously I, I can. Right. I'm, I'm totally stealing yeah. that because I thought that that's a good idea. So I don't know if, I, if I'm going to if I put a limit on it. For, for me, that's the way games usually just work out anyway. And that's fine. Right. But I think that, I yeah, I, I can see where that happens a lot. But I. I like the idea of having this formal thing where, where a player can call for a planning session and they can plan that moment out and then see, you know, it doesn't mean it's like, so they're going to, we're going to bribe this bouncer to let us in. And so, they, so they set this thing up, right. And, and did that bouncer take the bribe? Pro- maybe, maybe not. Did he, al- did he alert the authorities? Maybe, maybe not. Right. So it can still, it can still backfire, but, but you can try and put these things in place. So I thought it was, a, I thought it was a cool idea. So you put them in place and then roll at that point in time and, See what goes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought it was I a like cool that. idea. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. No, but yeah, of course, you know, so, but yeah. And uh, of course, Georgie and Armand used kind of in similar ways, I think, at times, right? They were they were kind of a get out of jail card. Because <laughs> 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 I, I, I could kind of pull anything with them if I had to. Not that I did yeah. it a lot, I don't think, but they were always a cool idea. They were always there. We used it for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Not really. Okay. Well, I think we better move on then. Sure. <sighs> that time, isn't it? It's it's that time. It's that time. It is Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Yeah, I can't tell you how much it means to be sponsored by the Dumbass Media Empire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got your check in the mail, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From it's in the mail. The yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, that has been a huge hit for us. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. All right. So here. I what expect do, your membership fees. Yeah. <laughs> I came across a box of stuff a month. I came across this uh, this article. Um, originally, I found it in the American Sociologi- Sociological Association on their website, and it's called "Teaching Porn Literacy." As I start reading through this, it, it it's a pretty pretty cool concept. So the uh, the woman who um, one of the women who who's involved in this, I guess that there's a couple of people. That um that are uh there's like three or four people that developed this program, but one of them was Emily F. Rothman, and she's a social psychologist. She says CSD. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and she and she's done a TED talk talking about how she came across this, and she said, you know, in, in the beginning, she says, you know, I, I, she says I figured out a way to get teenagers to talk to you, right? 
I figured out a way to motivate them. He says, all you got to do is talk about porn. And apparently, <laughs> she, you know, she, her, the, the whole thesis here is that, that this is something that, that kids want to talk about um, and, and giving them a, a floor to do it was, was a way to get conversation started. And then she, you could smuggle other things into it, basically. So, so basically, you know, you, 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 it's like giving them somebody, you know, giving something to eat and then, oh, but then they find out that it's good for them, right? <laughs> and then smuggling, smuggling a math problem. <laughs> exactly. And then smuggling a math problem. Was like, but in, in this case, you know. Uh, now, if Jimmy has two <laughs> bitches. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> not not quite that ham-handed, I I don't think, but uh, but that could work. It could work. But the, the idea being that we that um, por- porn is out there; it's not going away. And yeah. this and so this program is is uh, neither pro pro pornography or anti pornography, right? It takes it tries to take a neutral stance. Um, and what it tries to do is it gets it gets kids to talk about it, but and when when they're talking about it, you can also start to inform them. You can let them know basically that that porn is fiction, right? That it's not real. Um, one of the things she you know she's talking about you know about all the the porn that's out there, you know, and that all you know that she says uh, one thing that we we have found with all of the pornography on the internet is that it is a terrible teaching tool. <laughs> right, and, and it was funny. Yeah. And she she says that in the TED talk and gets it gets a laugh just like that, right? Um, and it, it is it's a terrible teaching tool, and it wasn't designed to do that. But but the issue is that there are teens that that is where that where they're getting the information. Well, um, you know, uh, I, I guess if you are young and you're not uh, up on the whole mechanics of it and everything like that, that this is like the source of information you get for like how things work and how you give and get pleasure and stuff. Um, and the, the big deal, I guess, of course, is that in real life, uh, things you are usually a lot more awkward and messy. Well, you're um, also not posing for a camera while you're sucking off a dick. At least I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speak for yourself, Brian. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's it's the same with uh, pretty much uh, anything. You know, like war isn't like the war movies. Um, so, like, uh, any soldiers. Going to the rude awakening, if that's what they were expecting. Um, love isn't like romantic comedies. You know, I, I, sure? think, I think people people just learn about all of this when they experience it for real, you know? Right. And, and I think I think that there, there's a lot of things in porn. Specifically, you, you see people um, maybe going very fast doing certain things. So they do things very hard. But I, I think that a lot of times you find that doing sex that uh, yeah. soft and slow sometimes is a lot better. But, no. you know, there's well, a moment for everything, right? A lot of those positions you, know, you just couldn't do um, realistically. The, the, the main way that uh, porn, I think, is different from real life sex is like you, you never have in porn like uh, stopping like and asking for directions. Like, am I doing all right? You doing OK? Should we switch positions? Do you want it better done this way? Sure. Right. Um, you know, there, yeah. There, there's a lot of communication, uh, communication involved in, in actual sex in order to try and get the best experience. Whereas um, in, uh, in in any kind of porn, it's just we're doing it in this position, then we're doing it in this position, then we're doing it in this position, right. and we like seem to agree at every step on, along the way what's going on here. There's no negotiation, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's porn because is, it's scripted, right? It's scripted. Porn is an awful lot like yeah. mathematical structure trying to figure out. Which way is going to be the most annoying and you know weird to get people's interest? Right. So I think I, I mean the... I used to work for Yahoo, what uh, looking at their um, uh, 
there's stuff for date the dating stuff. And holy shoot, you should have seen the stuff that came in there. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the the bottom line is, I think we all pretty much agree that that porn is not real life, right? I mean, it, it, no. it it's not. So, but I think that it's important that to, to to talk about that with with teenagers that 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 has to be part of sexual education. We have seen that that younger kids are finding pornography, but um, it isn't a huge explosion. Uh, males, when they, well, you know, when they, it's a, it's about you know thirteen, fourteen, where they start seeking it. And but for women, I think that 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 finding porn and seeing porn online had, had, that that those those um, those numbers have come down. And in being on the on the internet, I think eventually, you know, somebody's going to see porn. And I think that so there's a so there are some incidental, you know, um, times when um, people will see porn on the internet, and maybe they weren't seeking it. I think that you know, that I think that that happens. I think that that can happen. But it, what when boys start to seek porn, you know, even before the internet, we found it, right, dumbass? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It was um, easy for you guys to buy. I, I, I don't know why why you'd possibly be singling me out about that. Yeah, uh, no, why would oh, I do that? No, 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 nothing like a big bag of uh, <laughs> porn magazines to go to a weekend. Hey, 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 those were 60s and 70s Playboys, though. Those were classic and great things. Thank you very much. Yeah, which you risked. So, but, but here's the thing is that the one thing that I think that we can say is that so – the the types of porn that are are readily available now are probably different, right? I think that that there are. I mean, I think that we probably BDSM porn is more is easier to find. It might have been. I think I don't right. think that I found that when I was a kid. Um, probably there there's much more um, gay porn available. Um, lots more. You know, uh, maybe maybe women on women was it was available, but you know, but men with men maybe not as much. Uh, I, I maybe I'm lying. Uh, with uh, as technology has become uh, uh, more and more uh, advanced, uh, we've uh, uh, we basically uh, got a, a lot more access to any kind of uh, niche sexual interest out there. And so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it basically, th- there's porn of everything. So, while, while people may not be finding porn earlier or looking at porn more, um, certainly what what they have access to has grown. But I think that one of the most one of the most prevalent ones that might be of concern is um, violent porn and porn that appears to be non-consensual. Right. And mm. so I think in particular, one, one, of the, one of the things that they, that they wanted to know and the researcher wanted to know, because she did see that one study where it suggested that it might be, but she said that they, it, it, was, it was not a good piece of research, but it did, but it did give her a pause at, in the beginning. Um, but what they have found that, it, it, that it probably isn't making anybody more violent, but it. But what there might be is um, the potential for somebody who already has those tendencies to act on them. And so, talking about this stuff early and talking about consent and and talking about porn and then smuggling in, you know, the consent talk is a way to get that going. So, you know, you know, I I, th- I think there is a value a value in that because uh, a lot of people. You know, uh, we'll have like uh, like non-consensual fantasy, like rape fantasy, like uh, e- even ones where they're getting raped or whatever, and things along those lines. And um, often they they will uh, feel uh, very conflicted and guilty about that kind of thing. And it's it's important to stress, you know, like something that if it gives you sexual pleasure to fantasize about this kind of thing, that's okay. There's a difference between fantasy and reality. Exactly. And so I think that I think that that is one of the things that this kind of sexual education is providing and so they see it says so i have a um on this boston health uh 
so this is this is from the Boston Health Boston Public Health Commission, and so that's where the, the this stuff is coming out of, right? So that's who um, Emily Rothman works for. Uh, Emily Rothman, PhD. Uh, also uh, Nicole Daly, which I haven't I haven't looked her up, uh, but she's also she's the founder of uh, the One Love Foundation, and then somebody else from the, something about there's another uh, there's um, another person who started the the Start Strong program. So they 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 built this curriculum that um, that teachers can use to teach sex ed that goes beyond what 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 you know you're we're normally being taught. There's only it's only like ten states in the United States that are required to give um, accurate information about uh, um, about sex ed about sex. Right. So that means that the other 40 states can tell you whatever the hell they want. That statistic to me is 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 mind blowing. The idea that 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 isn't that it, that it would be legal anywhere that did, you know, to tell tell people, well, you know, it, you could tell them in a in a sex ed class that, you know, uh, porn is making men uh, pre ejaculators. That'd be OK. Right. There's no repercussion for that. Is it is it a lie? Yeah, probably. I mean, if you if you want to stop teen pregnancy, uh, teach them sex education. Just teach it wrong. Oh, well, but that I okay. I I think that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, but thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> but I think but I think that we're, we. So, so what you're saying, Brian, is you want to to encourage our teenagers to have sex right away. <sighs> God, you know, it's like you just put a dick in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean words. I mean words in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's exactly what I don't want. <laughs> are you spewing what you're not supposed to be? Uh, but no. But I mean, the, these kinds of things are concerning. I mean, I, I think in at my house we had we had a lot of talks. We we talked about porn being you know not real, and of course on this on this we've had that very discussion here on this podcast many times. I'm just happy to see that there's a curriculum that that is that is doing the same thing. Right, that they are they're neutral. They 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 come at it from a neutral point of view and encourage discussion about it, and then and then try to. And break you know, the- I, I, I wish uh, we we'd uh, you, you you'd have reminded me about porn uh, not being real. I've uh, ordered pizza several times <laughs> the past few weeks. Uh, always always the fat hairy guy comes to the door. I uh, I've been very disappointed. You can't have sex with a fat hairy guy. I mean, I, I tried the one time, but <laughs> <laughs> so here's the oh, curricul- just... here's the curriculum overview. So the curriculum overview: nine lessons that can be um, combined into a as few as five sessions, or done individually over nine weeks. So helping teens understand that their that their only values and pre-existing uh, beliefs about uh, sexuality. Uh, Explicit media. Okay, so understand. Uh, okay, understanding their their values and and pre-existing beliefs about um, sexual explicit media, the history of pornography and regulation and obscenity, including the use of um, obscenity charged and oh man, see the big words. It always gets me when I'm trying to read them out loud. <laughs> I need somebody else to read this. This see this. I miss. See this is where I miss Mac. Mac always saves me. Right, he jumps right in. Helps me out. You guys will let me s- just drown. <laughs> I'm not following along okay, where you are. Are you on that list, uh, article that I have open here? I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, the third one okay. down. The Boston Public third Health article? Commission. Oh, yeah. Help me out here, guys. Uh, 
So where are you in it? Number, read number two for me. Help me out. What is the focus of the curriculum? Yes, over the curriculum overview. Okay, the history of pornography and regulation of obscenity, including using obscenity charges to persecute sexual minors? Um, I was looking at the curriculum overview. What, what are you the looking at? I'm not, oh, this is the nine lessons that can be combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's curriculum. You said number two, the curriculum overview. Oh, okay. That, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And prosecution so, yeah. of sexual minors. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is what All it right. says. Yep. All right. We're number three. Right uh, number three, occupational conditions of some pornography performers that include lack of employee benefits, required sexually transmitted disease testing, and potential coercion on set in amateur or illegal filming settings, which I you have heard about that happening. Regretfully. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we wait, talk- wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that young ladies are coerced into uh, filming pornography? No, they'll be on set to participate and be coerced into doing, like, if they don't want to do anal. There are stories out there about... Um, let me say, no, no, you, you need to do anal. No, I, I don't want to do anal. No, and be pushed into it while on set. And, and that does happen. And that, But it says here specifically. I am horrified <laughs> to learn that there is such abuse going on. Yeah. Um, this And it says no, specifically. Yeah, there's, there's something that people should, be, should have known exactly. a lot already that, yeah, they're, they're treated terribly. It says, yeah. yeah, in amateur or illegal filming settings. So, yeah, so there are stuff that where people have a license to film this stuff. And then there are other people that are just, you know, doing it, you know, in their basement. Right. So there's a difference. Yeah. And I think that there, there's certainly more room for abuse in situations that are amateur or, right. you know, are not regulated. Right. Right. So, and, and I think that proper regulation of this kind of stuff is extremely important. I mean, when we see something, the, the, the you know, I, I've always said we I can't I can't watch something and, and know that um, I have to assume that the people that, that are doing this were, yeah. you know, they did it yeah. were consenting because I don't have any I don't have any way mm. to know anything other than that. And until but I do, that, you know, that goes into um, how we society treat sex workers. Though. Sure. Well, that, there's um, a problem. You know, yeah. We're not giving them the ability to actually make it better for themselves. That's true. Um, yeah. Because of how it's treated and how it's looked at. And sex work in general should have regulations and they should have a real set procedure of, hey, if someone violated your rights, you complain and something's done about it. Right. Exactly. You know, yep. th- th- there should be some stuff there in, for sex work on every level. But there isn't because we still have e- even legal sex work. There's still such a um, the, the way society treats it's just wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, these are these are performers who are uh, p- p- making a performance to to do something that people want and it helps oh, yeah. them feel good. Let, I mean, uh, the uh, this should be like um, a uh, an actual like it, this should be like a mainstream industry that and. Uh, uh, it should get like you, you know, like um, I, I think it used to be a lot different. They they used to make a lot more fun um fun type uh uh porn fil- films like back in the seventies or whatever like, that were well like, they uh, also made some stuff. like Misty Beethoven. They also made some other stuff too. So yeah. yeah, no, but I think that I think that we we it's hard to judge something when you see it on the internet. But because of yeah. these issues, is why I've stopped watching amateur porn that doesn't appeal to me. Did you so, catch the last part of that? You see, I, don't, I think you missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, to me, like I, I watch uh, all the porn that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> exactly. To me. <laughs> all right, number four. Porn is so I can go. <laughs> so number number four of the nine lessons is defining sexual consent 
and understanding basics about STIs, the risk and compulsive behavior related to pornography, which is very much common sense. Sure. No, I think this, I think it's great. Yeah. Number five. Okay. Risk factors of some youth for commercial sexual exploitation that may be connected to the production of illegally produced pornography. Okay. Okay. Lesson number mm, five. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 maybe we don't. Are we not understanding the risk factors of of some youth and commercial sexual exploitations that may be connected to the production of illegal? I'm, I'm just trying. Yeah, to, I'm just okay. trying to put in my mind exactly uh, how, what what uh, what we're go, going against here. Are we... Well, I, I think it goes back uh, to I guess some guy filming in his basement or something. Well, maybe warning. They the could risk, still be legal. The, it, it doesn't necessarily say. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, it says production of illegally produced pornography. So, yeah, they're saying the risk factors of people's um, seducing children. Yeah, I think, I think that that might be where they're going at, too, is, you know, underage yeah. and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I think if you're old enough and you're consenting, um, I don't know what the legalities are necessarily, but I, but it's it's obviously different than if, you know, the person is underage, which is immediately yeah. illegal, yeah. right? But that, that's what it sounds like. Uh, I'm, I'm also wondering what the, they mean, like the risks of compulsive behavior related to pornography, whether they're talking about porn addiction there, which uh, I don't think that they are over isn't a thing. So, I, I mean, of course, I don't know for sure, but I suspect based on what what I've read elsewhere that I don't think that that's where they're going with that. I, I, I'm imagining that there's just other legalities. And probably age being more. I mean, I assume there 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 are some there there are some uh, risks of uh, ways you can misinterpret porn, and that might be what they're going after people who like take porn too seriously and uh, act in a certain way. Well, I th yeah. I think that that could be an issue. You know, so then there's certainly like we, we've talked about porn addiction before, and it's not really a thing, but that doesn't mean that porn can't be a problem, right? You know, there's right, there's just right. a, it's just that it's just not an, an necessarily an addiction, but that doesn't mean that there can't be a lot of other issues with with porn pornography for people. Right. Okay, so right. number six is actually a real good one. Seven types of healthy intimacy and healthy dating relationships. I like that too because now because now we're setting saying, listen, this is this is you know this is reality and this is fiction, right? Yeah, we're and this is a healthy in. intimacy. I, I, you know, I'm kind of curious about what these types of uh, relationships are, though. I well, am too. But yeah, yeah, you, you hope it's more. You know, it, it goes into some of the because you know we do know abusive relationships are an issue all across the board. And this could go into some of that. It's like, you know, if, if, if you feel like your significant other is controlling you in some way, you might um, be, not be in a healthy relationship. Sure. You know, yeah. just talk about seven, seven types of healthy intimacy and healthy dating. And we got, the other thing we've yeah. got to remember that we're, stuff. We're, we're essentially reading the syllabus as well. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, we don't know the details. We don't know all the details. And then number seven is um, healthy flirting and sexual harassment. So we're to, now we're now we're I mean we're ushering in consent, healthy right? flirting and healthy sexual harassment. <laughs> but but there is a difference between healthy flirting and crossing the line into sexual harassment. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and so that I think definitely is yeah. something to, that would be healthy to teach kids. I mean, consent is difference. huge, right? We I mean, you've oh, yeah. got to really understand the the consent of the person that you know that you're having these interactions with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand what exactly. Uh, consent is and what is and is not uh, sexual abuse. Like some people actually think that if you say, hey, you have nice earrings, that it's sexual abuse. It's like, what? Yeah, that, I, yeah what? I think that's going too far, right? <laughs> Complimenting somebody on, on a feature is maybe going too far. 
right? But but if you're constantly, you know, you know, having those interactions with that person, maybe it is, you know, getting to be too much, right? So I think that it's understanding that you have hey, to look at context. Yeah, context. Yeah, and, and a big part of that would be, um, you know, with a healthy flirting, sex, sexual harassment. If you compliment someone and they say, "Okay, that's nice," but make it clear that you know they're not interested, you back away. You don't just keep pushing in. Well, and, but you know, saying that's, that's saying thing. Like, you can somewhat flirt, you can somewhat give compliments, yeah. and that's fine. If the other person suddenly doesn't seem interested, then you back off. So, but I mean, there's a there's a big difference between saying, "Hey, that tie looks nice on you," compared to, "Hey, those pants really, uh, really make your ass look shapely." <laughs> right. And, and by the way, Ian, those pants say the are really nice. Shapely thing too. They're normally not going to be the person you just see on the street. And right, exactly. Nobody ever tells me my pants make my ass look shapely. You know what they do? They they really do though. Well, you, you, you don't have, have to, to wear pants to begin <laughs> with, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> You All have right. to get out of the house. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Legal matters, including our state laws about the possession and distribution of sexually explicit images of minors and of adults with discussion of so-called revenge porn. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that this yeah. is we're, this is a problem that we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of. I mean, that, you know, that yeah. somebody will post something of an ex or something like that. I mean, that's the, and there's huge websites dedicated to this stuff. And it, and once again, it could be actors, right? That that you know, and and they're and they're and they're selling the you know they're they're you know ushering it in and and selling it as revenge porn, and it might not be, but it also might be revenge porn, right? It might be something that uh, you know somebody took that they shouldn't have and put it up. I mean, so it can be. Pro- I I imagine there's yeah. a lot of problems there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so the, then the final topic is talking with peers about pornography and teaching them new information. Sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. the the idea that when you learning and spreading this stuff and 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 you know and and you know pushing it out. So it, it, it's interesting though. But we have a porn literacy, you know, um, curriculum that that never shows porn to the kids, right? That's not what they're doing. They mm-hmm. never show porn to the kids. They yeah, do talk about porn. Right, actually, they, they they may talk about what other people have seen. They may talk about the types of porn and and, and what's real and what's not. But but they're but uh, n- nowhere in here are they actually you know showing somebody porn. Um, right. So one of the mm-hmm. things that uh, um, that, uh, that would be an awkward uh, class. It, it would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Emily Rothman said that when she first started this, that she was she was being told she had to choose a side. You have to choose, you know, either 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 um, pro porn or anti porn. And she thought that that stance really wasn't productive, and she wasn't ready to to take either stance. And so the, this is where they found this middle ground, where where they could where they could approach it, and 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 you know, and and actually you know look at it and evaluate it and go from there instead of just saying you know porn bad or porn okay or porn good, right? It's um, teaching people to look at it and evaluate it themselves. Exactly. So they're teaching critical thinking. So we're sm- we're smuggling in critical thinking now to our mm-hmm. porn conversation. Or, or, and so, so they're using this. So they're using it to teach a lot of things. How, you know how to, how to evaluate. You know what you're looking at. And so they're and and the other thing that they're very focused on is giving the best science based information they can during these classes to to you know to to the kids. And you know, to me, that this sounds like the curriculum that I would want my kids to have. I, I think that yeah. this this would be good for you know for any any child that had everything that they've said. You know, hits all of my buttons as far as what I what I want my kids being taught. That, and that might be also the problem with it, right? Is that that it that it really strokes my bias? 
<laughs> so, but I mean, but the things that, that, that look to me, it looks like they're doing. I like this idea of finding a middle ground and instead of, instead of saying that something's terrible or something's good. I think that we find this all the time that as we're going through information, no matter what it is, that usually probably the, you know, the, the truth is in the, is in the gray areas. Right. Usually is. Yeah, so I was I was pretty impressed with what I what I've seen and what I've read, and of course I've read quite a few articles on it, and um, I didn't read any critics of it, which I wish I, I had found, but I didn't find any critics of it. That doesn't mean they're not out there; it just means I didn't find them, you know, in the in the short amount of research that I did. And and I, I imagine that there could potentially be, you know, some good criticisms of, of what they're doing too. Um, and I'd certainly be uh, interested in finding, you know, and looking at that stuff as well. Um, but for for the most part, I, I t- to me this seems like something that I would definitely you know if it was available to my kid, encourage them to do. <laughs> right. Learn. Yeah. I don't know. You've got boys. How do you feel about their sex education? They're perverts. Okay. Both of mm-hmm. them. <laughs> right, but but uh, I mean, yeah, no. did you teach them? <laughs> to be- uh, I mean, uh, no. that that that's not that that word is synonymous with boy. So uh. <laughs> no, no, I I didn't need to teach them. They figured it out on their own. I actually so hate that need, word. I, I really I, I hate the word pervert because I because <laughs> I, I think the way that it's been used, um, I, I don't think I don't know. I don't like it. All right, you're you're, you're right, Brian. Uh, I suggest we from now on change to degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the dirtiest look from Quinn. Well, he, you know, he, he, he very well might be a degenerate, you know. No, but I did do, do the the sex education they that they got in school. Do you think it was anything uh, approaching this as far as like the porn literacy portion? Of um, it? well, ours wasn't to some extent. Uh, well, see, the sex education I remember was actually pretty good because we did go through like we actually did a um, chart of what can call it. Contraceptives and stuff, but but you know the the most effective, um, you know how effective they are and what they did, including you know abstinence and how you know one hundred percent effective. So I remember my sex education when I was going through the system was actually really good and went over everything. It didn't necessarily focus porn wise. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is an adjunct, right? That this yeah. is, this goes on uh, everything else that you've just talked about. This is an adjunct to that. This is the next yeah. piece of it that that isn't being well, included. But also, if you look at the, the the porn stuff, expands that into more the relationships, which actually wasn't anything covered in it. With my sex education, sure. it was more of the science of it, the, how the bodies work. Um, once more with the contraceptive ideas, things like that. So th- this seems to add on the relationship. Which actually, uh, uh, you know, to me is an extremely healthy thing to get in there because that is a huge part of it. Yeah, I think I think and, it's a way to open doors and have conversations that that, yeah. that probably um, boys and girls were not having before with each other. Yeah, yeah. which is to the purpose of sex education, really. It's not to scare them or anything. It's to give them the information and have them be able to utilize that to make um informed decisions yeah as long as it's age appropriate right i mean yeah. nobody's saying teach porn literacy to you know to fifth graders or maybe yeah they're they're probably just slightly too early you know for yeah. that you just know a little yeah. bit. just a little bit. <laughs> nobody's suggesting that we john cleese meaning of life it up right, exactly no. right exactly no. <laughs> and nobody's suggesting everything you want to know about sex but we're afraid to ask nobody's suggesting it but you should watch it. And but nobody's, nobody's suggesting it. Into a, an apple pie either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but based on what I've read, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with, with what I've seen about the program. I, I I think that this this is you know the next step that that kids really need 
because they're going to be exposed to pornography on the internet at some point, no matter yeah. what you do. Listen, I, I, I am capable of putting in lots and lots of filters and controls in my, in my network. Uh, but I also am well aware that if somebody wants to get around that, there's a way, right? Um, you can't, you're not going to be able to keep your kids off of the, off of that stuff. If they want to see it, they will find it. The best thing you can do is educate them and let them know what's real and what's not. Make a custom porn site full of only porn that you approve to send them to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even if they don't look for it, it's so easy to find it. And they always have friends who are going to show it to them. Exactly. Right. And, and some kid, there. some kid at school is going to is going to be happy mm. to sell you a magazine, you know, <laughs> Yep. But or it, bring magazines into school. Parents should be upset that the kid, when the kids get exposed to it. That's the thing. They should accept mm. it. it's like, OK, I knew that was going to happen. Let's have a talk. Exactly right. I mean, and I think you can preempt a lot of this stuff too, right? And, I, and I'm imagining like the the, the self help books. So your son has seen a boob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here that that's a funny. That, it's funny you should bring that up because one of the other thing that I started looking at based on some some stuff that I read about this program is that the, you know they're teaching kids you know wh- you know kind of like the the history of when you know when it, when when did wearing clothing become a thing well, you know at what point did did the did the the body become shameful right and that's a really interesting question i mean you you look at stuff from you know from you know 15000 years ago or whatever and you see pictures of women in daily life that their clothing didn't cover up the, their breasts right the, the, it it happened later yeah yeah i mean like uh, different different societies have different uh, states of modesty for clothing. Certain, right. uh, certain uh, tribes, uh, like especially in, it's common to like for both men and women to only wear a loincloth. Yeah, the upper half of their body is completely free. And well, that's probably so that when you sit down, and your I'm ass like, doesn't in, get in dusty. Europe, they're a lot more free about nudity than we are over here. Yeah, they they are, but I mean, they they still have their issues with you know with with leaking pictures of people online, right? I mean, Kate Middleton's pictures got leaked online, and of course, you know, they had to. Um, a judge finally said no. That that you know that that's not okay. They 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 said well, it, it's not a problem to publish these pictures of her because because um, because you know this stuff isn't taboo in the UK anymore. Like well, that doesn't make it okay to, to post those pictures if she didn't you know if she didn't consent. I mean, consent is still important, mm-hmm. right? Um, but exactly yeah. important. That mm-hmm. is uh, completely against a person's uh, uh, personal space, but, and you yeah. even if she is if. The person is a a public person uh, for being an actor or whatever. You, ha- it is still. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't buy that. that public, no, a public person doesn't have a either, private life. Yeah, exactly. Either which yeah. way, it doesn't matter who the person is. They have complete copyright laws on their own personal face and body yeah i mean i think that there there is i I don't know some of that stuff i think gets kind of gray areas but as far as nude pictures and stuff like that yeah if they they didn't if they weren't consenting you know and i guess i have issues with paparazzis taking pictures and posting them anyway right um i'm not sure that that's a that's healthy well that's that's a thing that happens and everyone knows it but um someone sticking a sticking a camera in your face um you know, just yeah, they have no right doing that. Yeah, but 
I mean, that, that's, that, I mean, that's that, one of those places, yeah. where I, places where I just don't understand people. Why, why do you even want to see uh, random pictures from the paparazzi of these celebrities? I, I don't even get I it. I don't care. I can find nude pictures of people all day long. I don't I don't need to see <laughs> nude pictures of celebrities. It, 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 they're, they're, they're I'm not no, even talking about nude pictures. Here, well, but yeah, uh, sure. I mean, well, but I mean, that's the point, right? Well, any I mean, listen, anything you want to see is probably out there from some, you know, from an ethical site. You know, I mean, you pictures of celebrities are no better than you know pictures of anybody else i mean it's a photo you know it's a photo i mean i guess we have attachments to celebrities that we don't to some of these others but you know i don't know Fair enough but there yeah. still is a unwritten uh there's actually laws against it that no one actually uses yeah all right well let's and move on once again it depends on what country and what state and what province or wherever you are right i guess the point i wanted to come back to is that you know if everybody, if if we all were less prudish about nudity and and there were more of it, then it, it you figure there's less of a problem now, right? It you know, it becomes normalized, right? It yeah. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You know that this you know taboo thing to see a woman's breast, right? And and it probably shouldn't be, right? It, this shouldn't be a big deal because yeah. it, because what it, the 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 downstream problem with with seeing women's breasts that way is that now breastfeeding in public's an issue, right? That this is this is something well, that people talk about. That's what that's come up and then gone away and then come up again. It's always going to be a fight about that, unfortunately. But there is no fight. It's okay. You can breastfeed in public. This should never be an issue, right? That but but that there's going to be some However, puritan that some has an people issue. Make it one. Exactly right, and the, so, and what I'm saying is that if we were if we were less prudish about all of this, that wouldn't be a big deal. Correct, but there's still people in the world who are extremely prudish. Yes, there are. Okay, constipated anti-gay pastor. Yeah. I added the constipated. I figured that. <laughs> Slapped after cheering fatal, fatal accident at Florida's Pride rally. Yeah. So okay. slammed. Slammed. Sorry, so the, slammed. Yeah. Yes. So the story is that during a pride parade in Florida, a, a man who was in a pickup truck who was part of the parade, this wasn't someone driving into it, lost control of the truck and um, injured three people and killed someone. So this um, priest, uh, the pastor, whatever you want to call him, the asshole of the week, decided to put that into his sermons and was going off on how that was a great thing and saying stuff along the lines like, I wish all faggots would die. And using bigoted terms like that over and over again. You know, basically, I, I think at one point he even encouraged them, yeah, yeah, you should mow them down if you see it happening. Aye. So, you know, and Lisa say he's gotten some backlash, but he, he uses, you know, the Bible says they're worthy of death, which will link into the next part I'm going to follow up with on this, because it's interesting what does and does not deserve death according to the Bible. But so, yeah, so yeah. he goes off on... Um, you know, how, how great of a thing it is and how th this is something people should do. Needless to say, a lot of people were busy like, what the hell? Well, um, yeah. but I mean, like, uh, isn't, isn't it just like, uh, of course, that's uh, that's the uh, opinion some anti-gay pastors are going to have. We, we, we've seen the videos of these people espousing similar opinions. I mean, it's not that much a surprise that somebody's going to do that uh, after something like this happens. No, that's true. Regretfully. <laughs> so here's here's the thing: is that when you start to pin people down, like directly on these kinds of things, like if we were to pin this preacher down, say, okay, so being gay is is wrong, and and so should you be the one to kill them? Do you want to go kill these people? Oh no, 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 no not me. But yeah. you know, but but 
but uh, the state. Oh, okay. So, so, but this, you know, so the, so the, there should be laws at the state that say that this is illegal, you know, and they might agree with that. But so the state should kill them. Well, maybe the state shouldn't. So, but so, so God should come down and smite these people, right? And so, and so ultimately, it's God's responsibility to smite these people. And if he's not doing it, who the fuck are you to get involved, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I just, I just hate this whole conversation because it goes nowhere. It's ludicrous. And and whether the Bible is anti anti gay or not, and whether God is anti gay or not, how how does that dictate how we should behave, right? Right. Should we be the ones passing judgment, or should God be the one passing judgment? That's what the hell I want to know. And it, and if we're supposed to do it, then what we're supposed to go out and kill these people, or if God's supposed to do it, then He should smite them, and we should just treat them treat them with you know with humanity, you know, and 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 hope that you know when when God comes to judge us, at least He'll know that you know we at least you know we left it to Him, and that we were still kind, right? What what, what the what? hell are we supposed to do? Yeah, but that's not the way the Bible reads, actually. And that's the thing that a lot of them like to go off on is um, how you're supposed to stone them to death. But once more, I, I put this next article in called 15 Important Bible Verses um, About Stoning to Death. So in the Bible, there are some of the reasons why you get stoned to death, according to Exodus, is working on the Sabbath. And apparently, um, there is even a story of a man who basically was gathering together firewood on the Sabbath they had to stone him to death. The society got together and stoned him to death just for gathering sticks for a fire. I believe that was in numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the priests are like this. Okay, what about working on the Sabbath? Have you stoned anyone to death? Do they deserve to die for that? Because the Bible definitely makes it quite clear that's the stoning offense. Well, that's the Old Testament. <laughs> so so is um, the, the homosexuality. Uh, can I justify homosexual anti homosexuality in the New Testament? I think I can. If you if I, see what, my understanding, Jesus never spoke out against homosexuality. I think there was one thing in there from one of the apostles, but it was very like one thing he said in an off thing. It wasn't. It wasn't from Jesus, and it was not overly said and overly put in there. So the, the, well, you know, even in the New Testament, uh, women aren't supposed to uh, uh, stand. Ha, ha, you know talk and uh, have uh, any authority over a man in church. Right. But once more, also, most likely what the gay pastor, uh, the anti-gay pastor, is going to be quoting is Old Testament anyways. Yeah, I mean, uh, even the website I found here that says, strictly speaking, but then it's going to go through to, and then then it looks like they're they're going to pull out some passages that could be saying, could be interpreted as Mm anti-gay. It's definitely the New Testament is still pro-slavery, but maybe not anti-gay. Yeah. But so going back to the Old Testament, you're supposed to um, stone people for consulting with spirits. So, hey, there's, there's a few mediums who that might not be a bad idea. Yeah, maybe we... Maybe. Aren't they... Don't they speak to, like, a spirit when it comes to God? Yeah, the, if, if, if you do it in the name of God, it's not a sin. It doesn't count. So, then, of, of course... Oh. This, this Depends is the on what I, they meant by spirit at the time, too. Yeah. The, the one I love is um, Deuteronomy, where if someone has a stubborn or rebellious son who does not obey the father and mother and will not listen to them, you can have them stoned to death. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a great way to get your kids to behave. Wow. Um, now, this is an, an interesting one in Exodus. Um, whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him, shall be put to death. It's like, wait, doesn't that, what's the difference between that and slavery, though? Uh, that, yeah. that's definitely one I, I'd love to know. 
right, how but that's the, defined. And, but they're definitely, but I think it I, means... I guess, you know, kidnapping as opposed to uh, we defeated uh, your village and have enslaved everybody. Well, mm. the, in, in the, there are different ways to end up in slavery in the Bible, too, right? Yeah. So certainly if you're not part of the tribe, they just enslave you, right? If you, um, But if you are part of the tribe, if you are a Hebrew, there are different laws for Hebrew slaves than for non-Hebrew Hebrew slaves. Yeah. And, mm. and there's definitely some interesting racial stuff within the Bible about that kind of thing. How, oh, well, these rules apply to our tribe. If you're not part of our tribe, we don't have to treat you as well. Yeah. So for, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to say this. So I might not be able to justify anti-homosexually in the New Testament. But what I will say is that in Matthew, Jesus says that he came to fulfill the law and not to abolish it. So booyah. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, he uh, for uh, he uh, would not change one jot or one tittle of uh, of the law. There you yeah. go. So it stands. Which of course gets what to the I famous... only because I like the word tittle. <laughs> <laughs> which the next one up is Leviticus twenty thirteen, which um, I think we've talked about the mistranslation that is well known on this one because um, you know it, this is the one they generally use for homosexuality, man having sex with a man as with a woman. But if you go back a ways and look into the translation stuff, it's actually man ha- having sex with a underage youth man, youth male. The, the, the translation is basically referring to a child. A the whole thing. Child. Here's the thing, though, that if I if I have to spend that much time to interpret these things, I mean, my, my problem with that this is one of my problems with the Bible is that this idea that I have to read it in in context, of, you know, in in the history that it was that is written in. If, if that's the case, then it's of no use to me now because I'm not going to do that kind of history lesson yeah. to understand this thing. So either I can understand it as it's written now, or it sh- or it should just go away. <laughs> I will not disagree with you there, but the problem is a lot and, of people And I mean, think, like, the, the, the sexual standard for what was considered uh, uh, immoral or yeah. uh, deviant uh, cha- change over time, too. Like, you're talking about that one, the, um, that, that's an old uh, code, I believe, you know, like, uh, you, you don't want to do it with an underage man, where then in Rome, that was a standard thing, but... Yeah. Um, as an adult, basically, were the penetratee. That means uh, that was a shameful thing for you because you were being like a woman and accepting the cock into you. Mm. Well, but the person who's doing the penetrating, he's being all manly. Yeah. Yeah. No shame on him for that. The other thing is that you know, um, if, if we if we look at that line and we go through and try and justify it as you did, we're doing their work for them, and I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm going to take it literally as it was written, and that's how I'm going to read it. And and they're gonna, and they need to justify that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, there, there, there's definitely, but there's a bunch of people that claim that the present translation is the pure translation. Says exactly, exactly, what's always said. right. I mean, <laughs> and that's that, where that's some is, of the biggest problems come from. Well, exactly. Like, so we have we have you know thousands of different of translations of the Bible, right? Every one of them slightly different, you know, but all of them yeah. are the, are the exact word of God. <laughs> so next up is a fun one. Anyone who blasphemies the name of the Lord must be stoned to death. So, and that's apparently Leviticus twenty four sixteen. What exactly are, are blasphemy? I, you know, they saying taking I, the Lord's name in vain. What what exactly is blasphemy? That's always been a bit confusing to me as well. Because you know, you'll you will hear people that say just cursing in general is it. And it's like no. Yeah, uh, uh, the fun fact about uh, taking the they're, they're the fun fact about taking the Lord's name in vain though because. Uh, what it actually meant Lord's at name. the time, like taking taking the Lord's name, meant uh, making a uh, a promise in the Lord's name. Basically, say uh, I vow this oath uh, uh, in the name of Jehovah or whatever. Um, t- taking the Lord's name in name in vain meant uh, you made that promise and you didn't come through on it. 
Right. So, I mean, blasphemy is one of those things that's kind of ambiguous as far as I'm concerned. It just depends yeah. on the person accusing you of blasphemy. But, you know, if I if I say that, you know, God is yeah. an absent father and, uh, you know, and when he was around made things terrible for, you know, for Jephthah and all these other people, um, that's that's pretty blasphemous, I suppose. Yeah. No, and you know, just, just saying, Jesus fucking Christ. Exactly. That's not vanity, but it could be blasphemy. Right. I had one of our relatives freak out on me for just saying God. Yep, you get that. <laughs> oh, God. It, it's amazing. Preach. <laughs> and I, when I, once when I was a teenager, I think I was I very surprised when an adult came down on me and accused me of swearing for saying the word hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my <laughs> sister got so mad at me one time. I was Pete, There was a trailer for um, a movie on HBO and said, damn you, damn you for the whatever you brought to this house or something like that. And I just was repeating it jokingly and she overheard it and went and told them. Oh, really? I think, you know, it's yeah. funny because you, yeah. you, so you're not supposed to say, um, damn is barely God, you, know, you can't say, you say, you can't say God damn it. Right. Okay. I can't say that, well, but can I say for fuck's sake, would that, would that be better for you? <laughs> well, Brian, you have to remember there was a time that Trump at some rally said, God damn it. And suddenly all these God fearing people, didn't know if they could um <laughs> right. is it okay him any longer the messiah just said it the, the, the messiah just said it and broke all the other commandments <laughs> the moment he said god damn it that was him crossing the line <laughs> well I, remember god that. In vain. I, I so remember that because like that's yeah. the line that's the line <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so move on let's move on to bestiality is, yeah number eight is bestiality fairly straightforward um, yeah, but here, uh, wait, but my horse is consenting, right? That you know, that's all I'm. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if death necessarily what to do with those guys, but still. <laughs> so the next one's the more yeah, interesting. Brian, one. I clearly heard that horse say nay. <laughs> 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 oh, right, so the next one's the one I really um, find interesting. So it's Leviticus twenty-two. Um, any Israelite or foreign residing in Israel who sacrifices any of his children to Molech is to be put to death. Or you could sacrifice them to oh, God, only, but only not Molech. Molech. You could sacrifice them to other gods. You could kill them all you want. But if you sacrifice them to this one specific god, that's the death penalty? Like, okay. I mean, that, that god is a serious asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that that one's interesting, right? Because he uh, he he borrowed uh, Je- he borrowed twenty bucks from Jehovah, never gave it back. So he had to put that in there. <laughs> Anybody who wants to tell us that the that that Christianity is a monotheistic religion is fucking smoking something because yeah. because there was references to other gods such as Moloch all the time. Yeah. All it's well, saying is that that Solomon. our gods, the head god. That yeah. this is the one that you should revere right. first. It doesn't say there aren't other gods. It is it is yeah, pluralistic. You shall, you shall have no other gods before me. It doesn't exactly. say other gods you can have after him. And remember, right. great, the great king Solomon. There, there, there are like there there are um, references in like uh, Genesis to like families uh, having important uh, household gods uh, in that uh, the Bible did not come down on. Yeah, but King Solomon, the most intelligent man in the Bible. Stopped believing in God at one point and died believing in a couple other gods. Yeah. Hey, look who's here. And he's supposed to be the most intelligent man that. in the Bible. It's like, okay. Uh, no. You, he's, if, supposed if he's, be, he's supposed to be the wisest in the Bible. Okay. Well, the wisest man in the Bible figures out not to worship um, the Christian God, or after that point, the Jewish God anymore, and found other gods to worship before he died. Yeah, but he also... <laughs> He also thought that it was a good idea to cut children. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so where are we? We oh, are. Yeah. We're we're at, we're at adultery. 
Adultery! If a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and adulterer shall suffer. Right, so if I go to the next town over, then it's okay, right? Because it's not a neighbor, right? I mean, (laughs) at what point, what's what's considered a neighbor now? I mean, is it everybody on my block? Is it the next block over? <laughs> where, where do neighbor? What does neighbor end? Everybody's a neighbor at this point. Well, okay. That sucks for you. Yeah, that sure does. But I'm just saying. So I, you're saying I or can't go to one town. Wait, hold on, Mac. Can I go to Vegas? Because everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? So that's okay. You're good in Vegas. Okay, thanks. Thanks. You know, uh, so speaking of like, uh, 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 it, just, it just occurred to me, like uh, the the reason like uh, Christianity maybe is so obsessed with sexual morality and uh, other gods um i think all of the other gods are are hornier than the christian god i mean christian god like he 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 fucks a woman has a kid with her my point is i think uh, i i think uh, that the christian god is especially desperate not to let any of uh, his people get in touch with the hindu gods uh, those are the sexiest gods of all can you imagine what they can do with all those hands <laughs> I think that he's having feelings about other gods that he doesn't know how to reconcile for himself, and so he's taking it out on his people. <laughs> uh, like oh I said, God. he must have arms short, just like the T Rex. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord Ganesh, let me make a plug for Lord Ganesh: multiple arms and a trunk. <laughs> yeah, Ganesh's arms don't have hands, do they? Well, I, no, I guess do. they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm more into Kali, right? If I want multiple arms, I go Kali. That's all I'm saying. On to number 11, which is a fairly straightforward eye for an eye one, because after yeah. he says an eye for an eye, is if you take a person's life, you may, must be put to death. And this... then goes into all the details of an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, basically saying the injuries you deal to one person should be dealt back to you for justice. So I think that we have come... So if you kill these people, you're going to be killed. Well, that, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's yeah. into a weird loophole. Like, wait, wait a moment, if, if, if you're guilty of killing the person, even if the, you're killing the person for justice, then aren't you now guilty to be no. put to death yourself? I, I don't know. I, th- I, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. I just, I, I mean, we're... I mean, you need to be reductionist about that uh, yeah. for, like, any kind of uh, yeah. death penalty, so... But, yeah. but the idea of an eye for an eye is not a good philosophy to teach anyone. <laughs> no, it's not. I, can't, uh, I forget yeah. what movie has it, but it, it, it was like um, when you follow the logic of an eye for an eye, everyone ends up blind. <laughs> right, uh-huh. I think that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably but, true. But on the other hand, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So presumably there's a winner to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'll take oh, some time. Man. All right. Are we at- what happened in the Bible and such, but basically you get the idea. There are so many, there's a whole bunch, a list of these things that say, this is what you're supposed to put people to death for according to the Bible. I, I and think so you... to have a pastor comes out and say, oh, the homosexuals dying, that's a good thing. We need more of that. It's like, dude, no, that's messed up because if you want to yeah. follow the, the rules you're busy qu- trying to quote here, you know how many other people you need to put to death now? I'm not sure that it's really newsworthy that this happened. Like, we can pretty much expect yeah. somebody to have that opinion and to be a loudmouth about it uh, somewhere. In the end, I think we can console ourselves that this is basically unimportant. This guy is just shouting into the abyss with a few lonely people who are listening to him. Regretfully, I think there are enough people that do listen that, um, you know, we need to be cautious. I mean, not to, not to this level. Like, somebody, somebody shouting that... Uh, that all the gays should be killed. I mean, like uh, that—that's that's somebody even on the fringe for uh, religious group groups that uh, believe that homosexuality homosexuality is bad. 
Uh, yeah, but we know, we know that the homo the LGBT group is one of the biggest groups that have actual physical attacks from um yeah. people regularly. Yeah. I think part and of the, part of it is this kind of rhetoric. The problem is though that we have a book that's ambiguous, right? And that and that people yeah. interpret any way they want to. And so if somebody comes up with with something that they don't like and they use the the big book of multiple choice to 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 fit it and they go cherry pick the verses that work mm-hmm. and 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 they can you could do that for just about anything. And, and it's yep. why we can't use this as a as an actual standard. Yep. And if you can't find what you want in the translation you're using, just grab a, a different translation of the Bible, and that'll have what you're looking for. Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. Right. There's so many different translations that you know. I mean, there's one that that every animal is changed to a lamb, right, or a pig, or whatever, right. I mean, it's. Yeah. But I think the bottom line is is I think we can agree with Ian in in disrespect alone, which is that a lot of people... Hey, there, there, there's not, there's not a version where every animal is changed into a kitty? You, you know, you stepped all Someone over I Mac right there. He, he totally walked right on <laughs> me. Right. Try it again, Mac. Try it again. I, I, I made sure I stopped in. No. <laughs> Mac, I'll edit it in post. Uh, no, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, no. God. No, I, I've decided uh, to re-embrace my my passive aggressive side. Boy, you know, you told me you told me in an email you were in a mood and you weren't kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have you here. I was, just, I was just making the point that you know, according to what Ian's saying, most of the people in the Bible were stoned. <laughs> yeah, should have been. All right, we we, we can do well, one you know, more. And, and if if uh, if you know, basically, if uh, if these pastors want the uh, LGBT community to be stoned to let them pay for their tickets to Colorado <laughs> or California. I'm not particular. All right. Do we want to talk about the uh, NIH stuff or do we want to talk about the, <laughs> the, the people who got roasted for setting up a room? Yeah. I, I kind of, yeah. I almost want to move the um, dumbasses because yeah, uh-huh. I think it's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. If dumbass is okay with that. Yeah. I just got my last yeah. shot today too. Cool. Yay. So this is just pure stupidity. And I, you know, you, you got to love it when you see something this straight out stupid. Okay, t- tell so, us about it. Um, this paper did an article, uh, St. Louis News Station did an article about teen drug use. And it was um, they were talking about going to, um, they're going to show you the bedroom of a teenager that has drug problems so you can... Uh, you know, see what to look for. I think that that's well, the problem right right for there from the start. The idea that you can look at somebody's room and say, oh, this person's doing drugs, right? I mean, I think... Oh, hey, did John Oliver cover this? I don't, I know. don't know if he has. Is that but, something different? I don't know. No, yeah, but this is supposed to be what a, a normal teen on drugs bedroom is going to look like. <laughs> and basically, it is a clear office. Yeah. You know, in an office building. Yeah. Which... But I don't you know, know. You won't. You don't generally find a, a psychedelic uh, psychedelic <laughs> blanket like that held up with masking tape. Well, with the, with the removal, the easy to remove painting masking tape. It's the blue stuff that comes off easy, so you don't peel the tape. Because yeah. you know how big teenagers are so worried about making sure the paint doesn't come off their walls. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, everything about it is like this is one of the most staged things ever seen. And you know, in the picture, they even have um, a stage light to light the whole so, thing up. Okay, but hold, hold on here. But I mean, the, the here here's the thing, and and I, and I don't want to to try and defend this too much. Okay, yeah, but, this is a different thing than uh, than I was thinking. So what they what what we have here is that they, they so they've created this room that's supposed to be a profile, right? So the fact that it's not an actual bedroom isn't really important, 
right? The, but but what they've tried to stage here, this idea is that this is what a what a, the bedroom of a of a somebody that's doing marijuana is going to look like is the part that I find the right. most ridiculous so, so yeah. about this whole thing. So the thing. next level of this staged room, you have a messy floor. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even that messy. On the floor, they've left trash on the floor. Yeah. Not Most much. teenagers do that. Here's the, here's the reason I yeah. know that this is not a teenager's bedroom, is that you can walk into here. Yeah. You don't need to make a little <laughs> little tunnel or a uh, pathway. Exactly. That's exactly everything. right. There's no path of, you know, there's, 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 there should be clothes oh, strewn yeah. everywhere. The teen has, a, has an actual sign with the number 420 on it. Yeah, but the 420-mile post. Code that parents will never be able to crack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But no, I'm, I'm just thinking, wait, does this mean that if your teenager is actually pretty clean and picks up after themselves that they're on drugs? <laughs> there's no spool. There's no spool. Yeah. But it must be here's, a spool. So the, the, the problem is not the room, right? I realize that people are making fun of the room, the, but, the, but the initial premise is the actual problem right. there. Yeah, oh, no, oh. I, I agree completely. The, the idea that you can actually go into the room and look, oh, I see the signs, you must be on drugs. But of course, is is, maybe that's not true. It says this is the a normal teen's bedroom of the associate who is obviously on marijuana, uh, who enjoys marijuana. I mean, how do you make that assumption no. based on the room? Yeah, you can't. That, that's, the whole, that, that's the whole premise. It, it, the concept alone is stupid to begin with, but the execution of the concept is even dumber. And the fact that they thought they needed to execute it, right? And so, and so they they admit in the article that 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 the room is staged, right? And yeah. and, and every post but on here addresses the room, even though they already admitted it was staged. None of them actually, not none, none of the none of the posts about this actually get to the heart of it because people were, were just so. I mean, they, they were having so much fun making fun of it, and it, it is funny that that the the point that this is not a good way to find out if your kid is on drugs was completely right. missed, right? But but, but the, the joke is just what they thought would, you know, let, let's do tie-dye. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of people have tie-dye. That doesn't prove anything. Uh, the 420 miles, art. yeah, the 420 miles sign. Even if you're not in a pot, you get the joke. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that, no, these don't point to anything. These are things a kid can do no matter what. And actually, the better kids are going to be able to hide it. You're not going to be able to walk in the room and say, oh, my God, the way you decorated obviously proves you're on drugs. So yeah, it says. So is, here's the interesting. This is, this is supposed to be a teenager's bedroom, right? Right. It's a, yeah. here. Here's what it says. It says yeah, the, the K. The, the thing of it is, I I remember my high school fairly well, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that my high school ever had a bra. <laughs> <laughs> so K K M V K M O V S's story was was meant to be a prim, a primer for parents on uh, on what signs to look for if for suspicious. Suspicious for suspicion that their teenager is experimenting with drugs, including uh, was a snapshot of a teen bedroom. The relevant content of which uh, Hurley's Hurley said shocked her. But the but judging from the response, Hurley was pretty much the only one learning anything from this uh, foray into a teenager's bedroom. <laughs> I mean, Water yeah. bottles. I mean, the, the fact that she. I Coca-Cola. mean, who who is she that that that. This would that, that like this is shocking to her. Well, yeah, that's what, it, it, that, that's one of the problems. It sounds like the the writer of the article is playing up. This is a teen's an average teen's bedroom, and you can see all these signs. And it's like this is a staged bedroom that proves nothing. To be yeah. shocked and to actually be all, oh, oh my god, all the stuff I can see from it is so. This yeah, it's not good reporting. So this says in in her tweet, Hurley wrote. 
looks like a normal teen's bedroom, right? And the internet basically was like, let me stop you right there. Yeah, going off of your point, this was a reporter making these claims that everyone's like, yeah, your claims are wrong. You, uh, what you're trying to convey with your claims doesn't work. It doesn't hold water. It doesn't fit uh, with reality. I, I would like to know what the substance of the of her the signs that you should be looking for are. Well, but th- th- that that's never covered in her tweet. It says, I mean, I maybe there was supposed to be a report later, but it says, um, it, I mean, the, the actual yeah, her actual and text I, I, on here says uh, looks like a normal teen's red room, right? Yeah, think again. Coming up with coming up on KMOV, uh, we showed that uh, show what parents should look for. Uh, so that they can identify signs of drug use. I was shocked at what I found in this room. She was shocked at what she found in that staged room. <laughs> Water yeah. bottles? I like that the name of this website is Comic Sands, S-A-N-D-S. Yeah, it, it, this seems to be where Ian's hanging out lately. Free water um, bottles. I'm wondering, because I'm seeing the George DK thing, I wonder if he's the one that keeps leading me here. Uh, oh, I don't know. As you look at the top, it says George DK. I know I've been checking out the stuff he's been leaving. So, so I don't know. Uh, Is there more to this I, story? I, oh, sorry, Mac. I, I do want to point one fun thing out here, and that's that there seems to be a confusing, rather mixed message. I'm not sure if you know. On the one hand, I've got we've got a bra on the floor and pink flip flops discarded. On the other hand, we have a suspiciously cha- placed box of Kleenex next to a bottle of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not 100 percent clear on whether the listen whether the teenager is. Male, female, or transgender, but I see three bottles of water here, Mac. That at least they're yeah. keeping hydrated while they're doing that. Yeah. Yes, they are. And and I'm seeing books on a shelf. Coca Cola. And they I'm have books. Wow. I, they have books in addition to magazines, so I'm you know I'm not seeing that as and a and a tastefully Celtic not worded not worked frame with a apparently some sort of a aphorism in it. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Apparently, this teen is also. And then, I mean, like, the, the flash drive with all the porn could be hidden anywhere in that room in my day. <laughs> you had to get this whole big stack. It had to usually be in a box. I, li- I like and, this uh, one. You know, oh. like, hiding it under the bed was risky. You had to find someplace more clever. Yep. I like that. People and, are. You know, I'm, I'm guessing well, the flash drive. That's all the way down to the floor. Interesting. <laughs> I, I was looking at that thinking it looked like an air mattress. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, it, it yeah. does look like an air mattress bed. But it looked, but it also looks like there might be a framing on there too, because you look at that the way that the bedspread is sitting. But uh, I like, I like this one. People are talking about the mile, mile four twenty sign. But I think the most disturbing thing that we that uh, to discuss here is the plague of teenagers using office carpet tiles in their bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've, I've seen I've seen worse uh, worse in, in porn. Uh, uh, I've seen like sets that were clearly not like um, I, I even saw like one that looked like it was either like uh, some sort of uh, nurse station or uh, uh, or like doctor's office uh, set up to look like a bedroom. Well, I'll tell you what: if this woman was shocked by what she saw in this bedroom, can you imagine if she saw that one? <laughs> Could you imagine? I couldn't like they, imagine. They didn't even try to put any carpet on the floor kid. or anything. It was the, it was, it was like the bare linoleum, like doctor's office type floor. <laughs> certainly, so certainly, there's a discussion to be had. You know, to to look for signs that your that your kids might be abusing drugs, right? 
There is a uh, in the in the comments on Facebook. There's a picture a little bit down below that says, "Thankfully, my son's bedroom looks nothing like this," and he's got uh, the the bedroom that they posted has the bed has a cage built under it. Uh, there's socks at the end. There's a cinder blocks to hold the stereo. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna. Uh, there's there's basically bondage paraphernalia in the room. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> But as long as he's not doing drugs, that's okay. Right. The shotguns are not not a problem. It's the it's the weed and you know a little bit of weed that we're worried about. And see, that's the other thing about this is this is such a fear. You know, let, let's feed on the fears that parents have that are a bit irrational and amp it. Yeah. And that's never yeah. healthy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, here's things that I, it's hard to say what the actual report would have said, but but the way that they the way that they tried to advertise it w- was pretty tone deaf. Yeah, I mean, there's so so many times I, I think like uh, the the news does this, just like try to uh, find some sort of uh, thing to say that even if it's just a rumor that uh, kids are doing, and you got to watch out for this, and it's almost always complete nonsense. Yeah, well, it's, it's like the whole like Tide Pod scare and stuff like that. That stuff did not happen. It is so absurd that the news picked it up and made it into sound like this huge big thing. But it's like no, no that stuff's not happening. Yeah, so there was, there's... stuff like we're supposed to believe that teens everywhere are soaking tampons and alcohol <laughs> to try to get more drunk. Exactly. Yeah, that, that whole thing. <laughs> so it says, uh, for her part, Hurley doesn't seem to find this amusing and has and has been defending the teenage, teen's room to the uh, commentary commentators in the uh, in the Twitter replies. Of of course, which makes this uh, this whole thing uh, funner. Is funner work? Can we use funner now? Uh, isn't that the isn't the Much internet wonderful? Um, the, the, so, trying to defend this is a mistake, right? Once once it got taken, once it got taken to try and come in and justify it after that is is one of the big mistakes I think people make on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really. It, it's not a good idea to try to engage. No, you, you, you that no. just makes it a bigger joke. Exactly, and that's what's happened here. Is that this here she is but, trying to defend this? You know. So here's the here's another problem that I'm spotting in here. Somebody took a, a somebody uh, increased the uh, you know basically somebody took a a cut and increased the size of it from inside the picture of the books on the book stand. And I, you know, essentially what I'm seeing here is that. If she's on drugs, she shouldn't want to have the books, but she does have those books. So clearly she is on drugs because one of the books is Catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. I, can you read the titles? I was looking for the titles. One of them actually only is good. Of that, only of that one in that particular photo can I see the title. It's Catch-22. Yeah. And I don't believe Catch-22 is likely to be on the bookshelf of any teenager. <sighs> so- uh, you know, if if – if your kid is on drugs and they're reading Catch Twenty Two, then they've clearly got a lot going on. All <laughs> they should be reading Twilight along so with all I, the other horny teenagers. I did. I did a quick yeah. Google for K M O V S. Uh, oh, it's apostrophe S. K M O V S S. And then Hurley, and it said, you know, and everything is the the the. I mean, the biggest thing you find is her page going viral over the teen bedroom. I mean, and the problem is that if this report actually had any good information in it, 
nobody has bothered to look beyond this, have they? I certainly haven't. It, it, it definitely was more fun to mock the bedroom than it would be to actually find out, well, okay, did, was there some content here that might have actually been of use? Uh, I mean, and I think a lot of that is because of the way that it was presented. It's like, it, uh, okay, this is so bad. It, it, could the content really be of any value? This is an advertising fail. <laughs> yeah. It's just a three-hole punch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does go to show, like, uh, uh, people still use clickbait headlines, but uh, it, it, uh, it carries a, a certain uh, amount of um, scorn with it these days, like... Uh, uh, just like uh, if you look at a clickbait, a lot of people uh, have gotten really cynical about them looking at a clickbait now. It's like, yeah, sure, you're gonna uh, tell me what you're suggesting you're gonna tell me there. Go fuck off, right? Exactly. And so, I think that I think that I think that there's a place for a clickbait headline, okay? I think that, but it has to be it has to be truthful enough to get you to actually be invest in the in the next piece of reading, right? Um, yeah. Where this didn't do it, they she it was a total failure and a total backfire. Now, I mean, and but th- this will die down, and and this reporter provided that she do- is actually doing good work. You know, it goes on. Page early goes on to do something else now, right? Yeah. She, she does the, she does her next story, but the but the but I think the the I I think that the biggest failure she can make is to continue to try to justify this the presentation of this story, right? I mean, she, right. she, it's already done. She failed. She should. And and the, and I think that when we see these kinds of things, because it can happen to any of us, it's that it's to have a laugh and move on. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Okay. It was amusing. Let's go. Nobody. Nobody's harmed, right? She she didn't do anything that that that's irreparable. Um, she might have damaged her credibility a little bit, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, she. It's not something that that, that this, this this isn't a career breaker, right? It's a misstep. Probably not. And, and you move on, right? You learn you you learn a lesson from it, and you move on. You hope she does. I hope she does, right? I mean, certainly, I, I would not want her to suffer for this because we've had a little fun with it, but that doesn't mean it's... that that she's a bad reporter. No, we don't even know don't... what the report is about. It's just the that was. Amusing. Exactly. Oh, I like this uh, murder room. I'm sorry, Mac. Can well, you say that again? I said we don't have any real reason to believe she's a good. Uh, I don't, but I, I don't think that this should make or break her career. No, I agree with you. No, it's just a yeah, probably small... It'll die down. Yeah, it will. Yeah. All right. I saw something oh. I saw something the other day. Um, you know how the Andy Warhol, in the future, everybody will be famous for 15 minutes? Okay. There you so, go. I saw the other day... Somebody said, now that the internet is here, in the future, everybody will wish they were anonymous for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Conan? You remember Conan? In the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just too much that can be tossed on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's another flash drive full of porn in the can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. 
Exit Music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.